Welcome to 24-Hour Expert. You'll enjoy this podcast if you're someone who likes learning about different topics or just enjoys a good old fun fact. I'm Allie. And I'm Dan. Each week, we challenge each other to become an expert on a random topic in just 24 hours. Now it's time to find out how much we've learned. Hey, Allie. Hi, Dan. Okay, Allie, before we get into the topic, I want to ask you a question. Okay, what's your question? Do you remember any video games growing up that you played that kind of bring you back to to your childhood? Yes. And again, this is going to be a scenario where people think we pre-planned this, but you don't even know this. And I was actually going to tell you this story today. So I was not allowed to have video games growing up. They were, my dad is very anti-video game, so I was never allowed to have any. But I always had a computer and I was allowed to play computer games. And one of my favorite was Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? My dad and I used to play it together. Really? Oh, I love that story. That's so fun. And that happens to be the topic is Carmen Sandiego. It's perfect. Again, people are going to think it's rigged. Some of the things I was thinking of, Mavis Beacon teaches typing. I don't know if you ever played that one. I don't know that one. Do you remember like on the old, old computers where like before, like pre-mice, where you just had to use the arrows? That game where it's like the little gnome or something going through the world and you collect treasures and he has like this cave he keeps all his treasures in. I don't remember that one. No. No. Okay. Well, that was really popular, I guess, amongst my group of friends. (laughs) Did you ever play SimCity 2000? I had The Sims and I had SimCity, but I can't say that I ever really figured out how to play it. I did have Roller Coaster Tycoon, though, and I loved that. Oh, I spent so much time playing Roller Coaster Tycoon. Yes, that was a good one. That was one of those games where you could start at like two o'clock in the afternoon, blink, and then all of a sudden it's midnight. Like, oh my gosh, what happened? I know. And I loved building these huge things. But then I feel like every time I played the game, I wanted to start a new park because that was the most fun part. I don't care about these parks I built yesterday. I need a fresh park. Um, I also played this math game. It was called Number Munchers. Have you ever heard of it? So number munchers, you were like this monster and you went around the board and it would say, you have to eat all the multiples of seven. And so you'd have to go eat all like the seven, the 14, the 21, the 28. And it was always just multiples and whatnot. It was very fun. And I was very, very good at it. Oh, that sounds fun. There's also one that was called Mario is Missing. I don't know if you ever played that. So it's Mario, like Luigi Mario. He goes missing and it's exactly like a Carmen Sandiego game only with Mario, basically. Yeah, no, I can't say I've played. I'm trying to think if there's any other games that I particularly stick out to me, but. I am happy that your number one game was Carmen Sandiego, given that it's the topic this week. So that's exciting. Yeah, my dad and I would sit at the computer and we would try and find her. So, Allie, let's talk about the game premise, just in case there's someone out in listener land that hasn't played Carmen Sandiego. Tell us how we play. So in the game, you're a, you're a detective, which is also called a gumshoe. And the gumshoe gets its name because you're basically a plainclothes detective and you wore regular shoes. And they were rubber-soled, which was like gum shoe, rubber shoes, gumshoe. Okay, I get it. Yeah, that makes sense then where that term comes from. Yeah, so this villain, they stole something of pretty historical significance. And this person is one of Carmen Sandiego's underlings. And you basically have to track them all over the earth using these different clues and try to arrest them and get the the valuable artifact back. I know. I remember it was fun because it was like some history clues, if I'm remembering correctly, and obviously a lot of geography clues. 
and you get to go all over the world and all the fun graphics and pictures. One thing that I had misremembered is I thought you were Carmen San Diego. I didn't realize you were trying to track her down, but now thinking back and listening, like where in the world is Carmen San Diego, that made sense. But I, I didn't remember her being the villain. Oh yeah, yeah. You got to catch Carmen. I don't know why that just dawned on me when I was doing research for this, but anyway. So they work for Vile, which is the Villains International League of Evil. Oh, I love the acronym. Somebody put some time into that. This whole game has so many great puns, alliteration. There was a lot of really creative work that went into the writing. That is awesome. I will say, I think some of the best acronyms you see are in like cartoons and children's shows. Like these writers really put effort into their acronyms and I appreciate it. Yeah. And really, I think some of the goal there is that the acronym is funny to adults because it might mean something different. And then to the kids, they don't really get the joke. So it's kind of like a way to bring the adult in on the joke, but have go whoosh over the kid's head. I know. And not to get too off topic, but do you ever like watch old cartoons and you're like, how is this appropriate for children? Like some of the I mean, they're not obvious jokes, but there's definitely like adult jokes sprinkled in there that just went completely over your head as a kid. Oh, yeah. I think specifically Shrek. I think watching Shrek as an adult, you're like, wow, there's a lot of stuff in here that I did not get when I was younger. Yeah, I was looking at um, an article somebody wrote where they were specifically pointing out, I think it was a lot of like Nickelodeon cartoons, like adult jokes that at the time you didn't get. And now you're like, oh, wow. Now that I understand that, that's very inappropriate. Yeah, like Rocco's Modern Life or Ren and Stimpy, they had some pretty crazy jokes, or even the Rugrats. Yes, yes. (laughs) Back to Carmen. So like I was saying, um, it follows the formula. Basically, a theft has been committed. Then you have to go interview different people in the crime scene. They drop you little hints, and then you'll fly to the next location, and hopefully you got it right, and you'll get more hints and hints. Keep flying hints, flying hints, until you catch up with the culprit. Along the way, you have to um, develop a warrant, like uh, an arrest warrant, and get all the different attributes correctly. Not only do you have to catch up to them, but you also have to have the correct warrant. I did not remember the warrants, but now that you say that, it sounds so familiar. So when we were talking about the writing a little bit ago, so the, the entire game was full of puns. And some of the best puns that I saw were the puns for the names of the different villains. So I wanted to read them to you. Yes, please do. I love a good pun. Okay, so here's some of the villains. Hardly Worth It, Rob M. Blind, Ruthless, Joe Ryder. I don't get that one. Joe Ryder? No, I don't. I'm going to have to think on that one. Maybe that's a typo. Joke Ryder, maybe? Maybe he's the one who wrote the joke? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. And the last one is M.T. Pockets. (laughs) (laughs) That is so good. (laughs) Those are so good. They're so good. And it, it tempts me like if I ever had a kid, I think I'd want to name the kid with a funny, like punny name, but I know you can't, but whatever. It's fun in theory, but I think if you actually did it, I would have to say something. That'd be kind of mean. So the clues also had puns in them. So I want to read you one of the clues because I found this one to be especially funny, or should I say punny? This was one of the clues. I pumped her for information, but her unrefined answer only suggested a crude plan to visit oil wells near Alvaz. Uh, but also, I pumped her. Come on. Okay, earmuffs. Jeez, we didn't <laughs> we didn't get an earmuff warning. I'm so sorry. Earmuff, earmuffs, retroactive earmuffs. <laughs> <laughs> the first game was released in 1985, which was a very wonderful year. 
the game title was Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? I thought for sure I played Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego, but the one I played was not a 1985 version, but it makes sense. They actually re-released it in 1996 with updated graphics and some updated information. So that's the one I remember playing. Yeah, I'm sure that's the one I remember playing too. So they had a lot of different other titles. Um, they, there were a lot of spinoffs. There was Where in the USA is Carmen Sandiego, Where in Europe is Carmen Sandiego. There was a time traveling one for Where in Time is Carmen Sandiego. And then here's the funniest one of all. Did you know that there is a Where in North Dakota is Carmen Sandiego? What? Why is North Dakota so special? I mean, no offense to North Dakota, but I don't get it. Exactly. Okay, so I had to go deep dive into this because I thought it was super funny. So there was a teacher in Minot, North Dakota, which, full disclosure, I grew up in eastern Montana, so which was like eight miles away from the North Dakota border. So I know a lot about North Dakota just because of the proximity. And there was a teacher in Minot who saw how popular that the, the whole franchise was for kids and just learning geography and all those things. So she thought, why not make a North Dakota version for North Dakota kids to learn about North Dakota? Oh, so did she make this one? She helped get the ball moving. So there were 20 states that petitioned to have the game created after their state. And for whatever reason, North Dakota won. And they were going to use it as a pilot to see if they should make it for the other 49 states. Oh, I wish they would have. That would have been so fun. So it got released in 1989, which was in conjunction with North Dakota's centennial celebration. So Dan, I have to ask you, because I know you've lived in multiple states. If you could only buy one state, where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Which state would you get? I mean, I think it's obvious. It would be Michigan. Heck yeah. Heck yeah, Michigan. Michigan for life. Because this was an education-specific version, they had to soften some of the language. So instead of criminals, they were called imposters. And instead of crimes, they renamed them to pranks. Oh, that is interesting. I don't know that I would have thought of that. Or I, I guess I don't think criminal and crime is that scandalous for educational stuff right but back in the 80s like woohoo and then also because it wouldn't make sense to be flying all over north dakota instead of taking an airplane to the next spot you actually just four-wheeled <laughs> oh is four-wheeling big in north dakota i don't know i just i just thought it was funny that you're just like uh let's have them four-wheel yeah that's funny that's not like drive or you know right like she's got some tricked out campers so she can take a nap and go to the bathroom. <laughs> this game was sold directly to schools and there's only three retail copies ever known to be sold, If which is crazy to me. So in all of North Dakota, only three people wanted to play the game? Outside of school, yeah. So yeah, there were about 5,000 copies that were sold to schools. And so it's actually very rare. You, it's really hard to get your hands on this game now. Did you try and get one? I did look to see if there was one for purchase, and there weren't. There is a library in North Dakota that actually has a preserved version, and you can go and play it if you want. Oh, okay. Well, field trip. That'll be our first podcast field trip, North Dakota, to play the game. It's so much fun. The game did not sell very well outside of the state. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know that that's a huge shocker, um, but sadly, because the pilot failed, no other states had their own editions. Yeah, I guess I feel like if I'm in the marketing department at Video Game Corporation, I would say, why don't we do something like California that has a huge population and is kind of just a popular state that other people might 
also be interested. Not saying that other people aren't interested in North Dakota, North Dakotaans or whatever you're called. Don't come at me. I'm just saying, you know, California, there's celebrities in Hollywood and people have interest in it that have never even lived there. Right. Yeah. They're not going at the biggest possible customer base with North Dakota. I actually did find, if you want, you can go, there was a YouTuber that got his hands on a copy and he did a full review back in 2015 and it's still up on YouTube. So we'll go ahead and link it in our website. Oh my gosh, that's so fun. I'm going to have to go check it out. His main complaint was that it was too difficult. He said that all the trivia was too obscure and only about North Dakota. Like, duh. (laughs) What was he expecting? (laughs) Right. (laughs) I don't know anything about North Dakota, but I'm going to find her. Yep. Okay, back to Carmen. So the character Carmen Sandiego was developed by a man named David Siefkin, and she got her name from two places. The first name was from a Brazilian singer named Carmen Miranda, and I looked up Carmen Miranda's songs and I didn't recognize any. She did have quite a few USA hits, but none that I recognized. And then the last name came from, shocker, San Diego, California. What? Never would have guessed. Right. So this is actually a really fun fact. One of the co-creators of the video game is a man named Raymond Eugene Portwood Jr. Mr. Portwood started work at the Walt Disney Company as an animator when he was 17. He worked on Sleeping Beauty, Lady and the Tramp, Peter Pan, and you're not going to believe this. Are you sitting down? Yes. He assisted with drawings of Jiminy Cricket. Oh, there you go. We're going to talk about Pinocchio again. So I have just some grievances with the movie Pinocchio that I didn't get out last time that I wanted to talk about again. <laughs> no, Dan, we're not talking anymore about Pinocchio. Fine. I just thought that was really cool. That was a fun episode tie-in. Yes, that is very fun. Also, I have a Disney story for you. Speaking of Disney animation, when I was in college, in a class with me was this gentleman who used to be an animator for Disney Channel. And he was one of the animators. Do you remember the show on Disney Channel? I mean, maybe not. I only know of it because I used to be a nanny. But The Proud Family, he was one of the animators when The Proud Family was still on the air. Oh, that's so cool. So we all used to ask him to draw us as Disney princesses in class. So we didn't have cable growing up. But for some reason, I know this is illegal, but it's like 30 years later. So come at me. My dad had this box that you kind of plugged in the cable to and then it like kind of went through and then you plugged in the other side to your to your TV. It was like this little metal blue box. And if you turn these dials on the box, these like twistable screws almost, different channels would come in, different cable channels. And so I remember when we wanted to watch the Disney Channel, we would tune it in. And I know this is stealing. And uh, we used to watch like Xenon... And all those shows through this stolen cable box. That is so funny. I've never even heard of something like that. Where, where did your dad get something like this? I mean, maybe not. Maybe I don't know if that's the thing you could still use. But I doubt it would work anymore. I mean, it was ingenious. Yeah, n- not to get too adult, but we would scramble it for other channels too. Earmuffs. Earmuff alert. If you know what I mean. Allison, would you like to play Carmen San Diego with me? Yes, but I feel like I'm going to do really bad, but let's play. So I have three Carmen Sandiego clues, and I'm going to give them to you. Just so you know, all of the answers are in the United States, so we can narrow down most of the world. Okay, that makes me feel a little bit more confident, but I'm still nervous. I'm not good at geography. Clue number one. When you were asking a tourist, they said, she had a few hacks in mind to show the kids at MIT and seemed especially excited about a stunt where she'd make their endowment disappear. 
Do you need to fly to Boston, New Haven, or Ithaca? Um, I think I need to fly to Boston. Ding, 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 ding. Good job. Nice work. Okay, here's the second one. I just saw her wearing a football jersey and cheering for the Bears. Do you need to fly to Buffalo, Chicago, or Detroit? Oh, I got this one. I'm going to Chicago this time. Ding, 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 ding. Okay, last one. This is how you're going to nab her. Ready? You're looking for a U.S. city that used to go by the name Yerba Buena. Are you looking for San Francisco, San Diego, or San Bernardino? San Bernardino? I'm sorry, Allie, but she got away. No, what? No, no, it was San Francisco. Oh, see, I should have just gone obvious. Yeah, I didn't know that one, actually. If you want to actually go play the real game, they have a Google Earth version right now. So if you type in Google Earth Carmen San Diego, you can play through a round. It's very fun. Oh, but they don't have like the OG game updated for now? I'm sure you could probably buy it. Well, now I kind of want to. I got to go redeem myself and go find her. Did you ever watch the TV show growing up? No, I remember that there was one, but I don't remember really watching it. So I do remember watching the TV show, and they have almost every old episode on YouTube you can watch for free. They're kind of bad quality, but it's very nostalgic. So I watched a lot of them last night. Yeah, well, now I want to go watch them. You should. It's a, it's a nice trip to the past. So the show aired on PBS, and PBS decided to create this show because there was a study that came out by National Geographic where they identified that one in four Americans couldn't locate the Pacific Ocean on a map. Uh, I don't want to say I'm that bad, but I feel like I'm close to that bad. You can find Pacific Ocean on the map. Oh, the oceans. Yeah, I, c- I can find the oceans. Right. <laughs> I can't remember when we ha- when this came up, but someone was like, oh, can you name all the oceans? I'm like, oh, yeah, I can definitely name the oceans. So I started naming them, and I'm like, maybe I can't name all the oceans. I'm also not good on the spot. I'm, I'm not good under pressure. So if somebody did that, I'd be like, mm, no, I can't. <laughs> Atlantic, Pacific, the other ones. Okay, so the show did air from 1991 to 1995, and it was actually very, very popular, and it won seven Daytime Emmy Awards and a 1992 Peabody Award. Oh, well, good for it. Yeah, and TV Guide did this big list of the top 50 best all-time game shows, and it's number 47 out of 50, so it made the list. You probably remember the theme song, because the theme song was iconic. Yes, I do, but now I'm drawing a huge blank, and I can't. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? That one? I don't maybe I don't remember it. Sorry everyone, I can't sing. It was performed by a group called Rockapella. They were on the every, almost every episode and they would do the introductions, they did the theme music. They'd also do the background music for like when the contestants were thinking or during the bonus round. They did all the sounds for the show. They have new stuff on their website. So I was listening to some of it last night. It was pretty interesting. Typical acapella stuff. Yeah, now I'm really interested to go watch this show, because when you said the TV show, I was thinking the animated cartoon. I had no idea there was a game show. And it's a very fun game show. It has little kids on it, and the questions are pretty easy. So as an adult, you're watching it, you're like, I'm pretty smart. Oh, good. Well, good. I'll redeem myself, and I'll catch her. So the show had three rounds. There was The first round was just trivia, so they'd ask all these different questions, and the contestants would rack up the different points. And then the top two point getters would go to the second round, which was called the jail time challenge. And that's where the gumshoes had to locate the loot, the warrant, and the arrest. And if you're the first person to get the loot, the warrant, and the arrest, then you went on to the bonus game, which was the Carmen's world map. 
Oh, okay. And how do you play Carmen's World Map? So it was this giant map, and it was usually a continent. So it'd be like North America, Africa, Asia. And you would have these big stanchions, like these big markers with like the police, that police light on top, big red police light. And the host would yell out a place, and you'd have to run. It was a massive map, and you'd have to run and place the marker where it is. And you had to get like eight or nine within a minute. And if you won, you got a trip to anywhere you'd want to go in North America. That is really cool, but I would never make it. Like, I think I could get to the third round, but that's where I would fall short. Because I'd be like, I don't know where anything is. I watched, I think, three episodes on YouTube, and none of the kids ever got it. Which which led me to Google, did anybody ever win the bonus round? And Google wasn't helpful, I don't know. It didn't say one way or the other. Uh, I like to think that there's one kid out there who got his Carmen San Diego trip. Yeah, I'm sure someone had to have won. There was one episode where I watched it was all in North America, all the places in, in the United States. And the kid was really, really close. He got everything right, but he was just so short. So it took him a long time to run across the map. Oh, well, see, and I think like if I was on the show and my week, the continent was like Africa or something. And then next week, those kids get like North America. I'd be pretty pissed. I'd be like, come on, North America's easy. That's where we're all from. That's not an even playing field. Exactly. And they have an advantage because they could go get the North Dakota Carmen San Diego and study up. Exactly. If all the questions are in North Dakota, these kids are ready. Ready. Kind of funny because of geopolitical changes. After they filmed in 1991, they had to put a disclaimer at the bottom of the episode that basically said that all the information was accurate at the time of the recording because places like the Soviet Union and Yugoslavia didn't exist anymore when it finally came to air. Oh, that's true. I wouldn't have even thought of that. But yeah, if you're watching some old episodes, you're like, what is this stuff? And the last thing about the TV show I'll say is that there's actually a missing episode, if you can believe it. What do you mean a missing episode? How can there be a missing episode? So there's one episode that never got to air because of a dun-dun-dun controversy. <gasps> Hit me with the controversy. So the episode's name is Auld Lang Gone, and the winning contestant fell during the big map while running around and broke her arm. Oh, no. That's horrible. Yeah, so she broke her arm, and the episode never got to air. Oh, can you imagine you get that far? You think you're going to maybe get this prize and then you fall and you break your arm and then it's game over and then you don't even get to be on TV. Oh, I never thought about that, not getting to be on TV. I mean, I'd probably be like pretty upset about not getting to be on TV. I'd be like, wrap it up. Let's finish taping. Did I ever tell you about my Price is Right story? You might have, but I would love to hear it again. So back in college, me, my friend, and my aunt, we drove to California to stand in line to be on the Price is Right. We were the first three people in line. And we basically slept on the street overnight, finally got onto the show, and my name got called. I was one of the contestants they said to come on down. Stop. No way. Yeah. So it was the very last time, the very last person to get called down. So I only had one option to be able to get on stage. And it was, we bit on a baker's rack, and I had no idea what a baker's rack was. So I was wildly off. Um, So I didn't get on stage, but I did get some parting gifts. But- Long story short, during the showcase showdown, they gave away a trip to New Orleans to the winner. And in between the episode taping and when the episode was supposed to air, Hurricane Katrina happened. 
Oh, no. So the people didn't get to do their trip. We got a letter from the production company saying, your episode scheduled to air on this date. Out of respect to New Orleans, we're not going to air this episode. Oh, so you didn't even get to be on TV. Right. And then I think it was about a year later, maybe it was two years later, I got a different letter from the from the producers saying, we're finally going to air your episode. So they did air it like two years later. So wait, can I YouTube it and see you on The Price is Right? I have the episode number and I have all that information. I can't find a copy of it to save my life. Oh, what was your bid for a baking rack? So I'm pretty sure that I bid 650 and the actual price was 1650 So I was only 1000 off. For a baking rack? Now I, I need to see what this baking rack is because I'm thinking like a cookie sheet. <laughs> no, no, that's what I would have thought. No, it's a baking rack, like a big, it's like a big shelf, big steel shelf. That you can like cook in, like bacon, like a glorified oven or like what like pastry chefs use to cook bread? No, 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 no. You just you just cool your baking goods on it. Oh, like when you go into a bakery and they have that rolly thing that has all the trays of cookies on it? Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good description. Who wants that to take home? What college kid needs that, right? Who at all if you don't own a bakery needs that? Can you like imagine you walk into my kitchen and like, here I've made 16,000 loaves of bread. <laughs> I'd be like, no, thank you. Next. <laughs> I don't want to bid because I don't want to win this. Uh, zero? Can I bid zero? You have to bid at least a dollar, Dan. You should know the rules. You were on the show. Okay. Getting back to Carmen Sandiego, the last thing I really wanted to look up is whether or not Carmen Sandiego actually helped kids learn geography. Oh, that is a good question. What did you find? Uh, short answer, no. I mean, obviously, I played a lot and I couldn't even answer <laughs> three questions. There's the National Assessment of Educational Progress, also known as NAEP. They produce the nation's report card, and it basically is a report card on U.S. student performance on standardized testing in different categories. Back in 2015, on this NAEP test, nearly three quarters of eighth graders scored below proficiency in geography. Oh, that's kind of depressing. Maybe they didn't watch enough Carmen. Also in 2015, only 17 states had any type of geography requirements in their core curriculum, and teachers spent on average only 10% of the time on social studies. Huh, because I remember always through elementary, middle, and high school having those classes every year. I also remember that. I don't know necessarily that we were teaching learning geography. I know we were talking about world history. Yeah, I guess I don't remember the specifics, but also on a side note, um, I think NAEP needs to get some new writers because who came up with this acronym? I know. <laughs> the entire time, though, I was reading as NEAP and EAP, so maybe I failed the reading comprehension portion of NAEP's test. <laughs> I don't know, but NAEP, all I can think is like the NAEP of your neck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Now I'm thinking about the NAEP. Then I found out that in an effort to cut costs, NAEP ended up dropping geography from its test entirely. Oh, so now we don't even know if Carmen works or not. And when we compare the 2015 scores with the scores back in 1994, they're virtually identical. And the 1994 people would have been what's considered the Carmen generation. So the jury's out. We can just enjoy it for what it was. 
that's a great segue into my final point here. And there was actually a study that was done. They collected all these different tweets between a particular time range to find out whether or not there was a Carmen effect for our generation. Carmen Sandiego gave people an inspiring wanderlust, which was actually one of the main goals of the franchise. So in the end, they did do what they set out to do. Like that. I like that a lot. Because, yeah, I mean, you might not know geography well, but if you can be well-traveled and experience different things, I think that's more important. Yeah, I agree. Okay, Allie, would you like a recap? Yes, I would love a recap. Carmen Sandiego, the video game, premiered in 1985, and the goal was to catch criminals who were stealing important things. We talked about the different versions. Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Where in Europe? In my favorite version... Where in North Dakota is Carmen Sandiego? We talked about how Carmen got her name, which was from the singer Carmen Miranda in the city, San Diego. We talked about the PBS show that aired between 1991 and 1995, which was a game show. And last but not least, we learned that geography scores in America pretty bad and continue to be pretty bad. But people will hopefully be well-traveled. All right. Well, there you go. That's your knowledge. You're free to forget it. Yes. Do with it what you will. And if there's anything that we got wrong, or maybe you want to suggest a topic, you can always email us. You can email us at 24hourexpert at gmail.com. Spell out all the words. That is also our Instagram, and you can follow us there. Awesome. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to 24 Hour Expert. Our theme song is Lo-Fi World by Ricky Bombino. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend. And don't forget to subscribe so you're notified of future episodes.